When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for another episode of The Hangover. And pretty soon, well, maybe a week from now, we're going to have a real hangover. We're going to have what the show was meant to be from the very beginning, the aftermath of a Pittsburgh Steelers football game. And that's exactly what will be coming to you. I cannot wait. I know neither can you, because if you're hanging out with us, Right now, you know what that means? That means you're bleeding that black and gold. Now, as you can see, Tony Defio's along here with me. Tony, how are you, my friend? I am great. I am fantastic. Six days from now, or no, wait a minute. Yeah, no, five days from now, we'll be uh, watching a Steeler game for the first time since January. It's hard to believe it's gone by so fast. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. As you can see, we are missing one. Um, we are missing for the second week in a row, Shannon White, taking care of some family business. We wish Shannon and his family all the best. He will be back very soon and uh, can't wait to see Shannon on here again, but he needs to take some time off. And uh, once again, uh, Shannon, I hope everything goes well and we will see you right back here. Anything you need, you've got Bad and Tony, your BTSC family loves you. So, and so do everybody in the live chat if you're here in the live chat you know you're very important to us near and dear george teston's the first one in the house tonight it's good to see george there lots of great names as well tony i know you're excited six days away and we are going to talk about that but i'm going to talk about something real quick uh, we talked about it last night because as you know i'm the kind of person that i'm into pop culture i Really, I'm a fanboy. I have no problem saying that that I am ever since I was a little kid. And two of my favorites from when I was a kid passed away in the last 24 hours. We lost TC, Roger Mosley Jr. from Magnum P.I. And if you watch this show, you know Tony and I Ooh. love Magnum P.I. It's one of our all-time favorite shows. And TC was so cool. Oh, yeah. So we watched... We lost Roger yesterday, and that uh, when I brought it up to Big Bro Sco right before the Q and A, he had to call Kyle over. They were they were crushed because they watch that show all the time. And Kyle's what Kyle's sixteen, and he's really into it. So I mean, that's uh, that's one of those things that uh, I take celebrity deaths to heart because I feel like I grew up with them, just like I feel 
when we lose a member of the Steelers. We lost Jack Delaplane last week. When when you lose somebody like that, you feel like you grow up with them. You feel like they're a part of your world, even though you're not a part of theirs. You're a fan in their world. But we lost one today that I just found out right before we went on the air. And this was probably my Maybe my second crush. Believe it or not, my first crush in the 70s as a kid was Bury Osmond. <laughs> <laughs> but this bad. one this one was bigger. The, when this one came along, I'll never forget my uh my mom and dad taking me to the Dollar Theater in Johnstown. It was called the Bantam Four to see this movie called Grease. And when I saw Sweet Sandy played by us, Olivia Newton-John, I was Im immediately smitten. She was the nice girl. <laughs> then, when, then when, I, when I heard about, we got to the end of the movie, and then Bad Girl Sandy came out, and you saw a different side, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> and I, I remember Gene Shalit just busting on this movie, on the Today Show. And... I saw it. I don't know what I was doing watching the Today Show. It was over Christmas, I think. And I uh, I made my sister, because I couldn't really write that well, I made my sister <laughs> take a letter. And I wrote a letter. I don't think my mom ever sent it to George Jean Shallot, but I I, uh, I just went crazy. So um, Olivia Newton-John died today at age 73. Tony, Greece was a big part of my, my uh, life. And I was actually even in Greece, my senior year of high school. Um, but my wife just found out about it. I knew that's her all-time favorite movie. In fact, I bought her a Rydell High t-shirt uh, just last year for Christmas. I, it's just, uh, we just, my, my mom and dad loved that movie. My sister, we were all big fans of Greece. And Olivia Newton-John had a great career. Not just that. I mean, on the radio, one mm -hmm. of the biggest number one the number one song of the 80s was physical yeah. she she could do it all what are your thoughts on the loss of both tc and sandy from greece olivia newton john well i mean i grew up watching magnum pi and you know people always say well so and so didn't make it into movies they were just on tv but for people like me who love tv i mean it, they become part of your life for years you see them week after week and that was certainly uh tc roger mosley and on that show for almost a decade so uh, yeah, I mean, it was sad to, sad to, you know, to hear that news. And Olivia Newton-John, I was even a bigger shock because she was so young, 73. And, uh, I mean, she was a multi-talented, you know, obviously actress, singer. And like you, I remember that uh, Let's Get Physical video from, what, 81, 82, something like that, right after videos yep. uh, started becoming popular on MTV. So uh, it's, it's, it's such a shock uh, uh, for the entertainment world to see a, both of those icons lost within a, a, a two day, within a day of each other. So, um, for some reason, Dill Dill Whitted is uh, making fun of me. Did I say Greece or Greece? Is there is there a difference? The way it came out, uh, saying Greece Gre is entirely different. Greece, Greece and Greece are they're pronounced the same way. Okay, I I've uh, maybe I'm just confused, but you know one thing that I know when the, when you're growing up. And your pop culture is one of the things, and the Steelers are a big part of your thing. You know, they mix. And when you think about the 1970s, you think about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And probably one of the biggest draws in the 1970s because of music and because of movies became Olivia Newton-John. So it's, uh, it's really, it, it's one of those things. I actually think about Olivia Newton-John when I think about the Steelers because the 70s, that's those were the biggest things around and now we're looking at this weekend and looking for more stars to emerge and it's going to be a very big weekend if you're a pittsburgh steelers fan i know it's just a preseason game so that uh oh okay Dill with it says didn't realize you meant the movie theater for movie my bad okay <laughs> <laughs> i've uh yeah, uh, if I said we went to Greece, they took me to Greece. Um, yeah, they. I'm just confused, but uh, and I'm confusing everybody else in my grief here. But 
All I'm trying to say is this weekend with the preseason game starting, I know a lot of people are not into the preseason. It's huge for us here at BTSC because we players like crazy, Tony, and we it's our job to know the 53rd man on the roster and the 90th man trying right. to make the roster, Tony. So how what's your excitement level for this weekend? Well, I mean, it's 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 higher than it's been in, in, in a while because of the whole quarterback thing, you know, it, all three guys are going to play reportedly and, and uh, it's still somewhat up in the air as to who's going to be the starter in week one. So, I mean, uh, this, I think it's, it's, this year, the preseason is important for at least from an individual standpoint when it comes to the, the, the quarterback play. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see how Trubisky looks with the first team offense and, and of course, obviously Rudolph. We've we've heard so much about him throughout camp of how his improved play, and of course Kenny Pickett, the first round pick. Uh, you know, he, he apparently has been improving as camp has progressed. So I'm just I'm just excited about those guys, and of course George Pickens. How can you not uh, be excited to watch that guy for the first time? And I just hope he dominates. So Kenny Pickett, his uh, completion percentage from week one to week two just skyrocketed. He uh, he was completing close to 70% in week two. So that's absolutely amazing to me. Trubisky really put it together. He had four touchdowns last week. Um, you know, I'm really excited on where this is going to be and how it's going to shape up. How many quarterbacks do you think you're going to see this weekend? You're not going to see four. No, I, I anticipate three. I mean, the three that we, we, we've been talking about, uh, I think maybe the third game you might see Aladokun, but yeah, I think they have to figure out some things about these quarterbacks. So I think uh, you're going to see just three this week. So Kenny Boyle, Ken Boyle says, my preseason wish is no injuries. Yeah, of course, that is number one with me too. That's what we want to see. But the title of the show is interesting. It's titled Preseason Incomes Versus Outcomes. So that might be a little confusing to you. And I was, uh, Tony got it right away when I came up with this. But when I'm talking about outcomes, Tony, to you, at the end of these games, does the final score matter to you? No, not at all. Uh, It's it's just, as you said, it's about, you know, other things besides that evaluation uh, of players and and units. Uh, the, The score doesn't really matter unless it's a, something where maybe the the first team from the other team dominates thoroughly the uh first team of the Steelers that might be concerning somewhat but even then it, it's to me there's just so much that is missing from a preseason game from a, a planning and, and uh game plan standpoint so uh, it, it hasn't mattered to me for, for for a number of years I think the one game and we're going to talk about games that uh we remember in the preseason that had an indelible impact on us. I think one game from recent memory that really bothered me was the Green Bay game. They had just, I was excited because they had just signed Chris Boswell and they played Thursday night. I was at Jeff Hartman's house watching that game. And we were actually watching on the computer and because I didn't have access to it. So I'm there and they just got trounced. It was like 47 to something. And it was mm-hmm. week two, but it, it just, didn't feel right. Something just felt off. And that, that whole season was uh, was full of promise, but it was off. It just wasn't right. And it kind of foreshadowed the whole thing. But you're absolutely right, Tony. When you're looking, when you're talking about incomes, what you have incoming, what you have as far as what's coming out of the players, what those position battles look like. It's what you're getting out of the preseason games. It's not the wins and losses. Cause I think they were zero and five in 1974 and won the whole shebang. Right. And the, yeah, yeah, they had five preseason games back then. And yeah, six, they, they had six back then sometimes. Yeah. I think it went, I think it went from uh, six to four. It's after they changed the, uh, after they went from 14 to 16. You know, you could find this on YouTube. There's actually, it was, it was only a half worth because they only played a half. 
but it used to be that the winner of the NFL would go ahead and play college all-stars in a preseason game. And the Steelers played college all-stars. I think it was 1976 when they went ahead and did that. It was in Chicago. And then they just, it was raining so hard, but I remember trying to watch that (laughs) on YouTube a couple years ago. Now I want to go look for that again, but I don't know how long that happened and how many games they played, but I know they did win that game. I mean, the college all-stars never won that game, but I'd love to see that now. In fact, I'd like to see it a little different. I'd like to see the team that gets the number one pick, the worst team take on college all-stars and see what happens. Yeah. Or maybe the, I guess they wouldn't want to do it, but like the, the winner of the national championship, just to see how close they are as far as uh, talent. How fun would that be? Oh my gosh. Cause they, they say it every year. This team's so bad. Alabama would, would beat it. You know, we, we maybe get a chance to, 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 to see for sure. So, you know what? All right. This is where bad goes off on tangents. And Tony and I were talking about how often I do that. Um, he doesn't think I do it as much as I do. And I know I do it. So we were just talking about that today, but what if they did this? Right after the national championship game, you play the team with the number one pick. So Jacksonville's not doing anything. So say last year it's Georgia. And with Georgia, the very next week, they, they still have the team together. They go and play Jacksonville in an exhibition game. It's like the Pro Bowl. But we'd probably see Jacksonville every year, and that would suck. But how cool would that be? That'd be really cool. And I think I think Jacksonville would have an incentive because you don't want to be the team that loses to the college team, regardless of how bad we might think Jacksonville is. They're still an NFL team, so uh, they'd, they'd want to prove to everybody that look, we're not going to lose to these. They might be the national champions, but we're not going to lose to them. Sorry, and they're going to pull out all the stuffs. Maybe I, I'd love to see how how they'd react to that. All right. When bad becomes commissioner and I am officially throwing my hat in the ring to replace Roger Goodell, that is going to be one of the things on my list to get done. How about that? That would be absolutely cool. I'm already putting it in the suggestion box. So the other thing that I'm doing, and I, I wrote about it, And I wrote about it because a lot of people were, and Tony mentioned this, how disappointing it was over the weekend that people went down to see the the Steelers this weekend and the rain sent them away. And we have have State of the Steelers, our man, Daniel J. He was there this week in Texas, but if he was a day late, he wouldn't have seen them at all. Um, Kevin Smith took his family. From New Jersey, Big Brosco was there last week. They made a pilgrimage, and mm-hmm. you don't get to see it. So, what I said in my article is, like, yeah, okay, they lost those games. That's why I want the Steelers on HBO's Hard Knocks. So, that's the other thing I'm going to do. They're going to be on Hard Knocks every year, and don't say it's going to be a distraction. Oh, Everything's a distraction. You know what? Look at what's on Steelers.com. There's so much content. Yeah. On Steelers.com with them doing shows. My gosh, Pat Fryermuth and Zach Gentry, who I love together, they have this show, Grilling and Chilling. Mm-hmm. They had Marcus Allen on over the weekend. I think they, they're putting a pack of hot dogs on the grill, but they're not taking it out of the uh, the package, which I, yeah. I just don't know how that uh, works. I don't know why Fryermuth is on the show because Gentry doesn't let him talk. Probably what <laughs> I'm doing, probably what people accuse me of doing to Tony. Um, so. I never but, knew he had such a personality. I, I, I'm enjoying it. He has sort of like a cocky heel personality. I like Gentry. It. Yeah, at least on the show, anyway. Yeah, yeah. He's th- those guys are are a lot of fun together, and I they're rooming with Mitch and Mason. Okay, that's that's who they're rooming together in training camp. I mean, that's uh, they were talking about that the other day on. Uh, on what Ian's talking about, how that's the, uh, I guess the cool guy suite 
but the party suite to me would probably be the wide receivers. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's who I want to hang out. I would actually see, I would be more at home though. Probably who would you room with Tony? Cause probably at home with Hayward and Watt. Uh, Hayward and Watt. Um, I'd probably want to hang out with the, uh, the linemen, you know, at this point in my life, one of the offensive linemen, because they'd probably be no, no nonsense. They'd probably want to go and go to sleep. And that's where, that's, that's the point I'm at in my life. I, I don't want any uh, shenanigans in the room. So probably one of the offensive linemen. Okay. See, I could see me hanging out with uh, d- the defensive linemen, probably a little bit more or linebackers. You know, uh, I, I could probably see me hanging out with them, but there's a part of me that, that sees me hanging out with the tight ends too. I think I, I could definitely hang with, with, uh, you know, guys like Fryermuth and Gentry remind me of some of the guys I hung out with in college anyways. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I could definitely see me doing that, but then again, I get along with everybody. So if, if they just let me in the dorms, if they want a 50 year old fat guy to hang out with them, <laughs> I'm their man. How about that? I think it'd be a great, great uh, experience. Maybe we could teach them some life lessons. We've been around a lot longer than them. We could teach them some life lessons. Yeah, I, I guess we could. Um, Fred Kathy Eshelman um, mentions, guys, remember Jack Delaplane, a real bright spot, RIP, gone too soon. Yeah, we talked about him at the beginning of the show briefly. We lost him last week. And he surfaced a little bit over the past couple of years because something really interesting Tony, are you familiar with the legend that is uh, George Staggerwald in Pittsburgh? George Staggerwald? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, he's not a broadcaster. He's, um, from what I understand, no. he's, uh, no, no, not George. I'm sorry. Let me say that. Rick Staggerwald. Um, is that the, the, the musician? Now he's the boxer and boxer promoter. He's no. the guy that he and his brothers would sneak into three River stadium all the time. And then they snuck into the super bowl and he posed as, he posed as Rick Moser. There's a (laughs) show on, I think it's on Peacock. It's uh, something like true stories from Ed and Randall. And if you don't know who Ed and Randall is, you actually do. Randall park is, is a great comedic actor, um, Asian descent. He was on the show Fresh Off the Boat. He was, uh, he's on Young Rock with The Rock. He has been on on so many things, and of course, uh, you've got Ed. Uh, why, my gosh, I lost his last name from The Office. Ed Helms. Uh, Ed Helms. How did I lose that? Gosh, and and so they are they host this show, and this is a true story, and they actually interview him. Bradshaw was in it. But he actually snuck in in Miami to the Super Bowl. He got on the field. He snuck into the locker room. And Jack Delaplane, people were asking Jack Delaplane about it. He's like, yeah, I I mean, because of our numbers, I was 35. He was 39. I was a couple lockers down. And I just sat looking at it going, wow, I can't believe this guy's doing it. And I just kept my mouth shut. But the guy did it. He pulled it off. So go ahead and Google that. Um, Rick's getting some play. That show just came out this year. He's been on some interviews. It's a really fascinating story and it's a true story. And Jack backed it up. And actually I completed it a a couple weeks ago and it's probably going to be out on one of my more, you knows, there's going to be a link to it on one of my more, you knows. And I know you like that, that show. I'll find out which one it is. And um, you can go ahead and look at it in the uh, in the queue. I could sh- I could show you where to find it, Tony, for a sneak peek for everyone else who had to check it out. I I have a clip from that show in there and uh, some information on that. And I actually have a clip of the Jack Delaplane interview too. So I'm gonna check it out. I, I'm, I'm fascinated by that now. I can't believe yeah, that guy pulled it pulled that off. It's a half hour show. I, I haven't watched the other ones, but just the fact that it was about the Steelers, you know, it's I. I remember watching it one night and that was the very first episode too. So um, really fun stuff. The stuff that goes on in preseason. Now we're talking about the locker rooms that pales in 
comparison, Tony, to what happened way back when, back in the day. You know, definitely. I mean, those guys were sneaking out all the time. They were they were mm-hmm. going out. They were getting in trouble. That that really doesn't happen happen now. And when it does, it's a crisis. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a crisis when it happens nowadays. Uh, somebody goes, get, you know, gets caught out partying or something. Oh. But back then, hey. those stories are legendary. All right, I'm going to do something that I don't usually do. Um, Richard Simsick doesn't like what we're talking about. I don't understand. It's training camp, and what are you talking about? Nothing that we care about. I'm out. Well, we, I believe we talked about Mitch Trubisky. I believe different things. Um, this is uh, this is a fun show, so I, I'm sorry, but if you stick around, we are going to be talking a little bit more about what's going on this weekend in this game. George Teston brings up this. You can check out the Sports Archive channel for the 1975 College All-Stars versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Check that out. So we can definitely do that. Um, yeah, so we... We did lose Richard. Richard, come back. You know, I think you'll enjoy us. Sometimes we get off track, but that's what makes us stand out. But we've got 21 other original shows, and they talk a little bit. I think you might like that as well. So uh, I'm not going to make fun of you for not understanding us. But hey, if you give us a chance, I'm like mold. I grow on you, buddy. Um, So there you go. So I, I guess we, we do have to uh, talk more about current stuff, even though I, I think we did, Tony, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Well, I mean, if it um, makes Richard feel any better, I'll say this. This Saturday's game is going to be one in the trenches. <laughs> yes. He's not the best analyst in the game for nothing, folks. Tony Defio. Well, I mean, I, I did my research on the, uh, on the Seahawks, and I'm really confident that the Steelers offensive line can dominate and of course, you know the defensive line, best in the business. They're gonna, they're gonna, you know, penetrate and stunts and everything. And, and whoever their quarterback is will have no chance. Here, here's the bottom line. This is when you look at this this game, and we're talking about incomes versus outcomes. The score doesn't matter, but what matters is who you want to watch. Now, I know for a fact that you know Dave Schofield, he's an offensive line guy. He's going to watch offensive linemen. Me, like a lot of people, I'm going to be watching the defensive backs and I'm going to be watching the quarterbacks. I know we're not going to see all of these guys, but the formula has changed. And the formula just changed, is changing this year too, for how these guys play. Tony, do you remember way back when you start, first started watching the Steelers in preseason? I think mine was 1980 when I first really started paying attention to preseason. Right. Oh yeah. 1982 and, or 1980 as well. And so one of the things that happened back then there, there were four games. There was five if they played in the hall of fame game and you saw a lot of the starters back then. Right. You saw, I mean, it's now it seemed like game four yeah. was pretty much a, a regular season game that was their tune up. You might see those guys for three quarters, you might see those guys for the whole game, and that's where uh, I remember back in '87. That's against the Giants. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say that. I was just gonna say that. That's a, that's amazing. Go ahead, <laughs> okay. You finish it. See, see if we're talking about the same thing. I think we are. Somebody yeah. get hurt. Well, I don't know if any, I can't remember if anybody got hurt, but I do remember it being an intense game and the Giants were the defending Super Bowl champions and they won. The Giants won on a last second field goal, I think. And you could see Phil Sims on the sideline, like sighing in relief, like, oh, thank goodness we, we, we pulled this out. And, you know, you would never see that today, I don't think. I remember watching that with my dad and my friends before I went out with my friends. I was I was 15 at the time and I was allowed to go out and uh, and do some stuff. I remember watching that. Um so I'm actually wrong on the date though. I, I remember watching that game. It was 88 when Mike Webster got hurt. Oh, okay. And that's when I was like, Oh my gosh, the streak's over. I mean, iron Mike, cause iron Mike never went down. No, <laughs> but now they don't play those guys. You, you're not going to see those guys just like this year. We don't want to see anything 
we don't want to see anything out of number 22. Oh, maybe no. if, if I see him for a series, if I don't see him at all, I'm happy. And I plus, think with I, him, I, him getting banged up, you know, he got banged up. So mm. I get it. Um, so I don't really want to see Tony. What's your thoughts on that? I don't think Najee Harris should play a snap in the preseason. I, I think, you know, you know what you have in him. Uh, you want to preserve him because he's going to be such a big part of the offense this year. You know, they're going to rely on him so much. And we know how much Mike Tomlin loves to, to uh, run their, his running backs so the wheels fall off, right? So I, I don't I don't want to see him. He, he doesn't have to prove anything at all. He, he doesn't need his uh, he doesn't need to shake off any rust. Just just uh, get your rest there, Najee, and and do your thing in, at training camp and and uh, be 100 percent healthy by the time the season starts. But does he need his timing with his offensive line? Um, I mean. I, I like say say he played in in the second preseason game, the quote unquote dress rehearsal game. Well, by the time and he doesn't play at all after that. By the time the season starts, I mean, is he going to have the timing? Is, is it going to be gone again? You know. So I don't even know if it, if it if it if it's going to matter uh, at, at all by the time the season starts because you know there's, there's usually a pretty big break uh, between the dress rehearsal game and, and the first real game. Because you know. You know me. We've been doing Tony. You and I have been doing this together since 2017, right? So this is 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. We're going into our sixth season together. I know. Which which is just crazy. I mean, besides my wife, you're my longest relationship. Besides my wife, I think. And, well, uh, you're my longest relationship. Then, if you're gonna if we're gonna compare relationships, <laughs> then you're definitely my longest. Because the longest I've had uh, romantically is like four years. So yeah, this is a. Uh, okay. Wow. So you complete me, Tony. Um, but, but what I'll say about that is, you know, that what have I complained about incessantly over the last few years? It's been Ben Roethlisberger hardly getting any action. I wanted him to get more. And I knew it's a double edged sword. I knew it was a risk. But timing's a big thing when you're not when you're not getting anything together until like week three or four and and recently it seems like they got they've gotten off to s slow starts right yeah but i mean it would all depend on 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 how they as you said they've changed how they've done the preseason you know the the, the formula over the last three or four decades i mean the 80s as you said the, the last game was a tune-up game and then they went right into the season whereas now or it's, the way it's been for how forever now is the, the, the next to last preseason game is the uh, the tune-up game, and even when they do play in that game, the starters they only play what what did Ben play? Maybe three series, and then he was out. So you know, uh, by the time by the time he you know the season starts, then then your timing's off again. So you see, I think. Go ahead. Oh, I'm all I was going to say is you know the formula's changed again this season. Well, it changed last season for everybody else, but not for the Steelers because the Steelers and Cowboys had four preseason games because of that Hall of Fame game. Mm -hmm. Now it's Jacksonville and the Raiders that have that four preseason games and those those teams probably definitely need it. Um I was thinking that three preseason games is awesome, but now that I look at it a different way, I kind of want that fourth preseason game. And you don't know what you got until it's gone because I think you need to find out who everybody is and it's in pads in front of an audience. It's simulating the real thing that really gets it done. But for me now with the Steelers playing that third preseason game, that's their new tune up game. That's what yeah. kind of happened. If you remember last year when they played the Carolina Panthers in the last game, they kind of got beat up, but it was it was apples to oranges because they had the Steelers hardly had anybody playing in that game and turn around and the Panthers had their starters for basically a little more than a half. Oh, so is that, is that how it's going to be? I didn't know that. So I, I assumed the second game would be the, the, the address rehearsal. So, so now it's going to be the last game. Yes. The dress oh, rehearsal okay. is now going to be the last game again, but they've got a week off then. There is a week off, because if you look at it, they're playing the weekend of the 11th or 12th or whatever that is that week. They're playing on the 13th. So they're going to play 13th, 20th, and 27th. And the next week, there's no preseason game whatsoever. 
right? Because they're not ending on a Thursday like they they have for the last 15, 20 years now. Um, they're going so there's going to be a weekend without football, and that's going to be Labor Day weekend. But even though they didn't play on Labor Day weekend the last few years, you had football because that was the cut down day, and that Thursday of Labor Day weekend was your was your final game. So that's uh, that's why it's changed so much. So that extra week, so they've got a week to rest there too. So when you mentioned, you know, you know, a tune-up, do they get rust in that next week? Yeah, it's it's kind of a buy before the season starts. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, I'm interesting interested to see how that works because that really didn't happen last year. Yeah, that's that's I didn't know that when you when you put it that way. I, then then but still um yeah they're gonna they're gonna have their their they're gonna get their work in that last game but like you said it's it's there's a two-week layoff so the the rest could build up again by the time the season and the timing could get be affected by the time the season starts so but um i'm i'm gonna be interested to see how 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 long they play in that third game are they gonna play uh a half or they gonna play the whole thing um or or they could play a like you know so that's that's gonna be the interesting part because i know the, the old dress rehearsal game, it would, it would be a half for most of the starters, and then they would start removing them. But uh, this year, it might be maybe it'll go longer into into the uh, into the second half. Because I will say this: the one good thing about it is because the last ten years, that last game just became the race to the uh, practice squad and the mm-hmm. uh, the fifty three man roster. And that was just for the bubble guys. Now that right. last game is uh for a whole lot more so you know with that tony with that tony it's going to be a little more interesting to see how everything shakes out who's most important to you to see i mean we're going to be having shows on this the scobros are going to be talking about this tomorrow night but for tony defio you mentioned the offensive line but if you had three or four Steelers that you definitely have your eyes on because you just haven't, you haven't formed an opinion on where they are and who they are just yet. Who are those four or five? Uh, well, uh, obviously the obvious would be Trubisky. I, I just want to see how, how he's evolved um, after the four years in Chicago and, and sort of the red shirt year last year, so to speak, in, as the backup in, in Buffalo. So I want to see him because I think he's going to be, unless he really, really stinks it up in the preseason, he's going to be the starter. I think that they're determined that he's he's going to start in week one. So I, I want to see what he looks like. Um, also, I, I want to see I want to see somebody like the, the Marvin Leal. I, I saw him uh, getting a lot of praise on Monday uh, on Twitter, uh, and you know people like uh, Jeffrey Benedict, Benedict are really high on him, and, and uh, I want to see what he looks like. Uh, Obviously, I want to see Kenny Pickett because you know he's the future. Um, and I mentioned George Pickens. I think you know he has a chance to be a stud. And I, I, I want to see where Pat Fryermuth is after year one. I'm not even sure if he's going to play this week because he's been dealing with a hamstring injury. But if he does get in there, I want to see uh, how he, you know, what kind of chemistry he has with uh, Trubisky or whoever his quarterback is. And I want to see how much he's evolved from last year because, I mean, last year he looked like he had. A ch- you know, he was heading towards superstardom. You know, he looks like a really super talented athletic tight end. And I just can't wait to see how he evolves from year one to year two. And I'll just add one more. And and, and that's for, you know, I want to see where Dan Moore is. Uh, I'm, I don't really p- play close attention to the offensive line, but I know a lot of people do. And I, I want to, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see people like KT Smith and, you know, the people who know football have to say about Dan Moore after, after this preseason game. One guy I want to see, and it's one I expect to be great. It's I can't wait to see James Daniels in a Steelers uniform. Mm-hmm. He he just seems to be the next anchor of that line, the next star of that line. I mean, gosh, we've been spoiled. We've had stars on that line. I mean, we had four stars on that line. Oh yeah, not that long ago. And one guy that wasn't even a Pro Bowler, but really should have been, was. Big Ragu. Oh gosh, yes. Ramon Foster, probably one of my steal- favorite Steelers. And but he 
he didn't care. He didn't have to be a pro bowler. He was the voice of that team. He was the player rep. And that's how, that's how much leadership they had on that team. I'm looking for leaders to emerge. I'm hoping James Daniels is one of those guys to become a leader um, and be a mouthpiece. They lost one of their mouthpieces and one of their leaders in the locker room, Zach Banner, because he just wasn't healthy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so you have some, I don't even know, has, I don't think Zach has, uh, has popped up on a roster either. Tony. No, no, he's still unsigned. Yeah. It's a shame that, uh, it really hasn't gotten the chance after that knee injury at ACL in week one of 2020. Uh, he looked like he was heading, uh, towards, uh, having a decent career. And now he's, he's still trying to find a new home. I'm hoping that, uh, Richard stuck around cause we really are talking, um, really about the Steelers. I'm going to bring up some, uh, correspondences here though. Hey, bad and Tony, do y'all do a 53 man roster? Re- Reginald rivers, Reginald good friend of us here. We actually don't. And one of the reasons we don't, everybody else does. Right. And you could read and really the best ones done in the network would be Dave Schofield and Jeff Hartman, who will do it every week. They'll, they'll go ahead and do that every week on the editorial side. Dave will talk about it. Make sure you're checking out of that editorial side for all of the stuff that you get here. Cause you, you're going to get more, you get the breaking news here but you're going to definitely get it first thing on the editorial side as well. Um, Art Mickletree. Mitchell tree. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can we keep Pickens from imploding? I'm almost thinking that I think, I really think that his reputation, Tony is a little more than uh, exaggerated than what we think. I think he's got the bad boy image, but I don't think he's the bad boy that, that everybody expects him to be. What do you think, Tony? Well, I mean, you know, most of his issues occurred on the field, you know, fighting uh, with uh, opposing players. And you would hear these, you would read stuff from these anonymous, anonymous scouts saying he was, an, he was enabled. He was, he was, he said for diva status, they wouldn't provide any examples of why he was like that. So I, I don't tend to, to put any stock in that. I mean, they said bad things about Jerome Bettis's attitude before he came to Pittsburgh and, he was the ultimate team player, team captain. So uh, to me, uh, which, which show, what somebody shows me is more important than the things I, I, I hear about him. And he's a young guy, and, and I'm just excited about him. Well, the word on the street is that Tony Defio is a big party man. And here we just had a revelation that he's not in the clubs. He wants to hang out with the offensive linemen and go to sleep. Exactly right. I'm a, I'm a man of routine, and I like to be social. I'm a very social guy, but... When it's time to sleep, it's time to sleep. But I don't, I don't want anybody uh, uh, keep me up till three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, before he left, Richard did ask us, how do you guys feel about Trubisky being the starter? I've been on record saying that that's kind of the plan I'd like them to go with. I'd, I'd like to keep the, keep Pickett, um, from being exposed, not exposed for what he is. Cause I think he is the real deal. I just think the, those first three games, tough defenses um, we've seen, and this is something that I'm taking from big brosco. Uh, big brosco said, Hey, do you remember what they did? The Cleveland Browns did their quarterbacks, why they've been through like 51 quarterbacks in the last 30 years. There's a reason. And the reason is because they just throw those guys to the wolves and you have a guy in Mitch Trubisky where you don't have to uh, throw them to the wolves. So there you go with that. Um, Also George Teston obviously knows something about the, uh, what we were talking about and uh, with getting players injured in the preseason, didn't the Steelers get, Mike Krusik injured in a preseason game. I'd like to know more about that because I do not know. And that could have been in the college all-star game. Do you know anything about that? No, but I mean, I mean, that's if, if he got injured, I mean, that's not that unusual. I mean, he's, he, he was a backup, so he's going to be in the preseason. So there's certain players that you can't, you can't sit everybody. So uh, I'm not shocked that he was injured. Uh, maybe it affected them during the regular season at one point when, if Bradshaw went down, but 
But uh, I mean, if he got injured, I, I, they didn't get him injured. There's a difference between Mike Kruzak, how you say, I forget to say how you say him getting Kruzak. injured and say, yeah, Kruzak, then uh, say uh, uh, Mike Webster, as you mentioned earlier. Those are two very different things. Um, Brian Brown, I love this question. Is a Seahawk and a Seagull the same thing? I know it's a dumb question, but you never learn if you don't ask. Now, Dark Storm jumped in and helped him out with that. A Seahawk is a bird of prey. A seagull is a rat with wings. Yeah, a, a seagull is they're they're just they're just like party guys. A seahawk is there for business, man. He's he's <laughs> kicking he's kicking your butt. Do you, why do you know anything why, about ornithology? I do not. I I could okay. say things, but it, it would be wrong. <laughs> I just learned ornithology recently, so um. I think that's the study of birds. I hope it is. If not, then I'm talking about something that I don't know. It could be the study of Orrin Hatch. I don't know. Um, <laughs> may, he, may he rest in peace. Um, now, Daredevil, I didn't see this. Seahawks aren't a real thing. It's referred to as the osprey. There you go. So I have heard that, that, that that's actually an osprey on their helmets. It's the other so, ospreys against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It, it wouldn't sound the same. It wouldn't be the same. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. So there you go. Jared Devil bringing the heat. I love it. That's awesome. The Cuda 70. Um, he was asking a little bit about this last week. We get five primetime games. I have cable, but one game is listed on Prime TV. What is that? I uh, get used to Prime TV because they have the Thursday night lineups, and that's Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. So Aikman's there, right? I believe so. Yeah, I believe he. I believe he's with that network. He left Fox. Yeah. So that's uh, Amazon Prime is going. They're going to have those Thursday night games. So that's uh, you can get Amazon Prime free, I believe. Or oh, I know we pay for Amazon Prime, but I now I can't remember. Uh, but everybody should be able to uh, to see that. Um, let me bring this up from Daredevil. I think this is really interesting. After missing one route, he caught the next four, including a couple of combat catches. He stared at Minka and others who gave him grief and said, don't say crap with serious face. Jeff Hawthorne on Pickens. Man, he's bringing it. Yeah. And he's sticking he's not, up for he's himself, not afraid. too. He's not afraid. Interesting. Interesting. George backs that up now. Um. Kruzek played for the college all-stars when they played the Steelers ah, at Boston okay. college and they got him hurt. Oh my goodness. That's And then they, they drafted him too. Um, what do you guys think will be the most surprising outcome of the season, Tony? The most surprising outcome of the regular season? Or maybe mm. it's just the game of uh, the, the first preseason game. Well, I think the one that I am for, weird reasons mason rudolph goes off <laughs> wouldn't that be a, a story yeah yeah i i think that would be great look i'm rooting for mason oh me too i'm uh just me says i'm hoping mason starts preseason since that might be mean since that might mean he's not playing in the regular season <laughs> i've uh all i care about is that mason i mean Man, Mason could be the savior for the season. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, That's why sports is the best reality TV. Guys get hurt. Yeah. Things don't work out the way you expect. So there you go. So we're we're getting more. Just me is also saying Seahawk is fictional, not a real bird. Um, but I guess is that does that mean it's a nickname for the Osprey? And an osprey is a freshwater bird of prey. Ospreys don't sound like badasses, but they actually are. You know what's another bird that's a badass that you would never know because of the name? What's that? The blue jay. Really? The How blue so? Jay's a, the blue blue jay's like like one bad mama jamma. I mean, they're they're like ornery, and they'll kick mm. your butt. I mean, I heard that they're they're a mean bird, but you just don't you just don't think about it because a blue jay. I mean, look at the blue jay 
the mascot for the Blue Jay. I'm not talking about the guy in the suit, just on their hats. It just looks so serene and and it looks like the wimp of ornithology. <laughs> and then it's good that but and then it's a, a giant butt kicker. I mean it's small, it's it's tiny, but but blue jays are are dicks. <laughs> From what I understand. I did not know that. <laughs> Eric Askew says, same with Steely McBeam. <laughs> you know what? So I was watching an old game the other day, and I'm off on a tangent. We're at the end of the show, but I, I'm off on a tangent, and it's really funny. So the mascot that they had, do you remember the mascot they had in the 80s running around? It didn't have a name. He Was he when I was dressed like a terrible towel? Yeah, there's a terrible towel mascot. Yeah. And I'm looking at this thing. I'm watching the Buccaneers and the Steelers from 83. And surprisingly a good game, actually. Yeah. Um, and I'm watching this yellow thing. Terrible town. I, I turn around and it, it has two eyes. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's a minion. <laughs> the Steelers created the minions in my mind. So I, I think I think the Rooney family has a right to a, a right to use a minion as their mascot free because or they should get royalties from the minions back to I, the uh back to bird talk um george teston brings this one up and i i think this is great because i don't care that we're going off topic because this is fun i heard that the hummingbird is. size for size are vicious birds. Imagine that beak coming at you. Now a hummingbird seems like a nice little dude. You know, like here, little bird, come here. You want to pet it? That's gonna, and it's a little jerk. Yeah. My gosh. I I really feel. I really feel like uh, I don't know my birds now. The whole bird world. I mean, I know. Gosh, I know. I was scared to death. When I, in uh, my gosh, I was in seventh grade. We had to read the birds. Oh or, gosh, or like, um, or a, a portion of it in my lit class, and it scared the bejeebers out of me. And I had a dream that that birds <laughs> were attacking my my schnauzer. Oh god, I I, I can't watch that movie. Or <laughs> I, and I, my uh, brother in law for my first marriage was afraid scared to death of birds and i never thought about that and, and i know on uh big bang theory sheldon's afraid of birds um but i was never that afraid of birds but now i i just feel like my image of birds has changed now that the blue jay is a bad dude there's no such thing as a seahawk um because just me says they invented the seahawk picture after the looks of ospreys but there's no real seahawk um, <laughs> Jerry Cherry just said Bad's life is an Alfred Hitchcock movie. It very well could be. It it very well could be. Yep. Um, now the, the the hummingbirds won Bad Apple now, so I I don't know what to think. I think they I should think... go at it. Blue Jays and hummingbird. Just just see who's the uh, king of the. Uh, then the you get what Tony. I love you, man, but we can't do that. Then we're in Michael Vick territory. Well, I mean, I, I'm be... not saying we – I say they should settle their beef with each other. I'm, we have nothing to do with it. We're just – I'm just saying, you know, they're they're both badasses. They're both small. Somebody's got to uh, somebody's got to come out on top there. They have, they have, they have to uh, claim their territory. Hey, I, you know, Tony, I'm going to have to suspend you if I find out that in your apartment you're having bird fights. I'm just saying. Well, I'm not allowed to I might have to suspend so. you as the podcast producer. Well, I understand that. Uh, can I appeal? Yeah, you, you you probably could. I mean, Deshaun Deshaun Watson got it down to six games, so uh, <laughs> I mean, we might only suspend you for for like three minutes of a show, if if that's the case. Okay. Tony, let's get on out of here. All right. What do you have going on this week? Any anything interesting on the article side? Well, I know it's always interesting. What do you have going on? Well, well, I'm going to talk about uh, how it's hard to be surprised by uh, 
underdog people anymore because everybody's so comprehensive with their coverage. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the preseason and uh, whether it's any better now or worse than it was years ago when we were kids. Uh, probably some some stuff about Mason Rudolph and, you know, the quarterbacks, um, you know, and George, you know, all kind of stuff. What about you? Nothing. Okay. I'm, I'm doing nothing. No, actually, I'm, I'm going to start my new series that you're going to have every week. And it's going to be about the Steelers and the Seahawks and their history and the most memorable games in that world known as Seattle v. Pittsburgh. I could guarantee you one of them, um, circa 2006, is going to be on there. So, uh, so you know, check that out. And we're going to have that every single week. And we're actually going to have two of them, like when they're playing the Bengals, since they play them twice. Well, we're going to have at Cincinnati games, the most memorable at Cincinnati games and the most memorable Bengals games in Heinz Field. Same thing for the Ravens, same thing for the Browns. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to start that out this week. So now that I said it, I guess I got to get it done. Right. I, I have faith in you. Hey, the season is starting, my friends. For me, the you know training camp's awesome. But it starts when they kick off that first preseason game. It's for real. It's the deal. I love it. Make sure you go back and check Let's Ride out this morning. Great show. Also, tomorrow morning, you're going to have a new episode of Jeffrey Benedict on the from the cutting room floor. And fantasy football nerds, I'm one of them. You got to check out The Fix because they're going to tell you who the busts are for a certain position group. Maybe two of them. Maybe quarterbacks and wide receivers, guys, you might want to stay away from. Andrew Wilbur and Jeremy Betts, they know their stuff. And then it's the Scobro Show tomorrow night. And that's going to be the five things to watch and the five players to watch for in the preseason. It's going to be really great. We love everybody in the live chat, even the ones that don't stick around, that that don't like me anymore. I get it. Um, there's a lot of people that, that just don't get the essence that is bad and I'm cool with it. For those of you that stuck around for some reason, you get me and I appreciate it. And you always get Tony cause there's nobody that doesn't love Tony. Tony's oh. every t- Tony, every you're everybody's favorite. Okay, That's why you're I'll a BTSC it. hall of famer. I'm not, not you yet. are not yet. I, I don't think it exists anymore. So I can't, uh. I can never be one and I'm fine with that. I like to be the also ran. But with that being said, we need you to do three things. And we're going to ask for that now. One is to stay safe. We need you with us. Two, stay true to yourself. Man, whatever version of you God chose for you, that's who we need you to continue to be. That's why you are loved. And that's why you are a valuable part of BTSC Nation. Don't stop being you. And three, always be behind the steel curtain. And I've got to tell you this. Just when you think that you, my friends, have all of the answers, something happens, Tony. We keep changing the questions. Indeed we do. Shannon, we hope to see you soon. But with that being said, woo! With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.